Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Marvel Movie Talk, exclusively right here on Geekscape. As always, I am Christian Blatt, joined today for the moment only by the great Andy Smith, artist Andy Smith, at Andy Smith Art. And uh, Andy, thank you so much. I know that uh, we've talked to you on this show. I've been on your show. You've been on the Blackcast. Always uh, great to chat with you. And uh, let people know where they can find you. I want to make sure that we get the get the plugs at the top of the show. We don't want to keep people hanging on, you know. We want I get it. Know where uh, they should subscribe as we go along. So at Andy Smith Art, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is Andy Smith Cartoonist. I believe you'll find my page. And in YouTube, I believe is Andy Smith Comic Book Artist. Uh, you'll see the channel because uh, it's me, and uh, it's comic book art and stuff. You know, I. Uh, I put up videos of drawing and talk about stuff and whatnot. So there's there's where you can find me. Right, absolutely. And uh, we are, of course, uh, going to talk about uh, Loki. And uh, there's also a very interesting Variety article about Marvel that we are going to speak about. Glad to see our friends in the chat. Craig Robinson checking in from across the pond. Kame Egan from Chicagoland. And, of course, the great Daniel Drew. Intriguing episode. I was wondering if we'd ever get loki being the god of stories like in the comics for the past few years it seems that way and yes i'm glad you mentioned uh, i forgot to tease at the top of the show this is why i don't know if i can do a show without daniel drew in the chat i have had to a few times and i don't think i'm as well prepared they did drop a trailer for echo Uh, we will talk about that uh, a little bit later in the show we will start off talking about loki in a moment but i wanted to talk about how it was uh it was just halloween now, Andy, I know your daughter's older, so it's not the, yeah. you know, so the days are long behind of uh, trick-or-treating and costumes and, and all of that. Well, uh, she still dresses up to give out candy. Right. So. And our buddy David Brody, uh, your kids are older, too, so Halloween isn't about the trick-or-treating for you, David, is it? Uh, it is for me. I go out and get free candy. <sighs> That's brilliant. You know, there was a lot of those memes going around that... Yeah. If the teenager shows up trick-or-treating this year, don't make fun of them. Just give them candy because they could be doing so much worse. And I'm like, all right, I always have too much candy anyway, so whatever, it's fine. And let's extend that to hosts of podcasts who go door-to-door. Of course, our pal David Brody of the Brooklyn Boys. David, uh, with us this week is Andy Smith. Andy, David, David, Andy. Uh, Hello, Andy. Happy to bring people together. Uh, because it, it is not Marvel based, uh, but I, I will have something amazing to share with everybody, but I wanted to show everybody, uh, my wife and I, uh, we did a a joint costume that people didn't figure out right away. You had to think all the way back to July of this year. We were not Barbie and Ken, uh, and, uh, anybody who suggested that to me, I'm like, what Ken do I look like? You know, funeral director, Ken. We were, of course, Barbenheimer, the, uh, you know, the phenomenon that was uh, taking over the world, you know, people going to see both movies. And, uh, you know, it's also any time where if we're doing Halloween and all I need to do is just, you know, go to get a thrift store hat and I don't have to buy anything. My wife was happy to buy that Barbie outfit. But I share that just uh, to personalize it for relevance on this show i need to show this amazing family photo that my friend angie who lives up in northern california this family photo oh it wins because everyone in the family participated in this holy uh, this crap great guardians of the galaxy wow. that's my friend angie is gamora uh, and that's her her husband as uh as star lord of course they've got a Groot. of course they've got a rocket but let's of course not ignore cosmo represented yes. uh and i i asked her i wrote to her on facebook and i was like it's okay if you don't want me to but uh, i would love to share this on my marvel show you know the kids have masks on the dog's identity has been changed uh, to protect the innocent but uh, i don't know what a, andy and david i mean come on you it, it's hard to not love a great guardians of the galaxy team family photo right amazing although i can't that tell was... if that's go ahead andy I was going to say that was fantastic. Yeah, 
Is that Gamora that likes Star Lord or Gamora that doesn't? Which Gamora is I, that? I, you know, I uh, I haven't been in a room What's with happy? her husband in a while, so I okay. think she. I think though that this is the Gamora that uh, that likes Star Lord. Very but, good. It's uh, a great question. Yeah. Anyway, very excited uh, and well, uh, looking forward to sharing that. Oh, it looks like Andy's got something for us. I shared uh, a screen, so yeah. you know I do my show with my buddy Dennis on yeah. Wednesday, but we did a special oh. Tuesday <laughs> uh, episode. For Halloween, and I think you can tell who we were. So I screencapped yes. it while we were doing the show. Since the, uh, he usually Batman comes and Robin. over here, <laughs> yeah, might as well be Batman and Robin. Uh, but it, yeah, that's a fantastic uh, Gilligan and the Skipper for our audio audience. Uh, you'll have to check out the video to see Angie's photo and, uh, of course, uh, Andy and Dennis. And, uh, yeah, you do a podcast uh, with uh, your buddy Dennis. I've uh, been on with you guys a couple times, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let everybody know where they can find that, Andy. Uh, YouTube channel. Uh, once again, it's we, we stream it on both our channels at the same time. So you can search Dennis and Andy's show on YouTube and find it or uh, Andy Smith, comic book artist and uh, find it as well. I would recommend subscribing to both channels because Dennis yes. does uh, comic book reviews and flip throughs of new stuff that came out the week and whatnot. And, so, uh, you know, and any time that he does a video, you know, one of the times that I uh, had the, the chance to talk with Andy uh, where he brought out his uh, X-Men number one. And I'm not talking about the Jim Lee X-Men number no. one. I'm talking about the original Stan and wow. Jack X-Men number one, uh, which he got Stan to sign. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you want to talk about Holy grail of collecting in any case, uh, Andy, this is the uh, first time you've been with us to talk Loki. So we'll dive into this episode in a moment, but take a minute and just your thoughts on the season so far, the uh, four episodes heading into, uh, what we're going to cover this week, episode five. I, you know, this is the first show where every week, you know how they do the recap and most people, I assume, cause this is what I do with every other show. I go skip. I don't need it. I need yeah. the recap. <laughs> This thing is very confusing to me. I'm just like, man, I don't, you know, time stuff is confusing as it is. And this show is rather confusing as well. Um, you know, I like it. I like Tom Hiddleston. I think he does a great job. Owen Wilson is Owen Wilson and everything. Yeah. Um, right. I'll just it, interject. You you hire Owen Wilson so that he brings exactly this presence to your show or exactly. movie. And if you didn't want that, you should not have hired him, you know, and I right. think he's perfect. He's a perfect fit for this show. He is. And they have great chemistry together, you know, so I think that works really well. Um, I'm just curious, I guess, I guess in the broad scheme of things, I know they're trying to work up to the whole Kang dynasty or whatever Kang the Conqueror stuff for the next Avengers movie. And I know this is a piece of it, but I think one of the problems is, and I'm sure COVID had something to do with it, but it's so long from yeah. when season one was out that I got to be honest, I was kind of like, eh, do I want to watch it? But my daughter is still really full force into the stuff. She's like, we got to watch it. I'm like, okay, that's all the reason I need, you know, gives us something to do together. Yeah. So, um, you know, even though it's kind of confusing to me with the time stuff and exactly what's going on with the TVA, it is a mystery and I like mysteries and I'm assuming in the season finale next week, they'll, you know, they'll try to put a nice bow on things and wrap everything up. And uh, I, I don't say get it back to the status quo of the TVA. Maybe they do, but um, I'm just interested to see where it goes. But I just think with what they're trying to work towards, and I know we're going to talk about that variety article later. Yeah, absolutely. Who knows? <laughs> you know, just who knows? Because I like the actor that plays Kang. I mean, his name yeah, Jonathan is Majors. Yeah. Jonathan yeah. Majors, yes. Well, and then the interesting thing is, you know, we've gotten him on this season of the series as Victor Timely. Previous right. season, he was he who remains. He's Kang in Quantum Mania. So we've gotten to see three very different takes on, you know, essentially the same character, but there's obviously variants and different iterations on it. And uh, yeah, I think it's um it's definitely quite a quite a situation that uh, Marvel finds themselves in. They're definitely at a crossroads, and that's very much what that article was about. Uh, yeah. Let's start talking about this episode, David. Uh, I, I did a 
I did see a Facebook post from you, but uh, I'll pretend I don't know what you thought. So uh, tell our audience, though, what you thought of this fifth episode of Loki season two. Well, like Andy, I didn't I didn't hit the skip recap button, but for a different reason. Uh, I didn't hit it because I'm enjoying the show so much. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I saw the scenes again. And, you know, sometimes in the recap, they put something that was minutia, but mm -hmm. it's, it's pertinent to the episode. So yep. I didn't want to miss a thing because it, there's so much going on. I won't say I was confused by the time travel. Uh, I will say I, I was a little at the beginning, but then it started to make sense once he got a grasp of the time jumping uh, mm -hmm. that he was doing. And I thought the ending was was spectacular, the way they brought it right back to that moment where he he where the, the explosion happened, and mm -hmm. now he was able to. Uh, and so I had read some things online that he would sort of become he who remains esque, right in terms of his power. Um, I didn't read too much into it, but it looks like he may have that ability. He may have the ability to rewrite history if he doesn't mess it up. And so, so you know about Loki. Yeah, Loki. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I, lo I love the episode. When we can, we can break it down a little, little more. But overall, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoying the season. And, and yes, there was a huge gap between seasons one and two. But the beauty of streaming is I was able to go back and and watch right. it more recently. Uh, unlike network television, where if they don't rerun the episodes, you're screwed. So uh, a, a big yeah. gap. But yeah. And and by the way, let me let me address something uh, here in the chat. Craig Robinson, disappointed we're going to miss out on David's special segment, guessing Michael's favorite scene. I would have gone for the point where it looked like everyone was blipped out at the end. No, we're still going to play America's favorite game. I have Michael's <laughs> answer. He sent me oh! an audio file that I haven't listened to. Fantastic. I have a guess from Eric Connor. I have a guess from Nate Miller. So everybody wants to play. America's favorite game. And Andy, you while you have been on a, an episode of my show with my uh, co-host, Michael Shirley, I know you don't know him well enough to be able to play our game. But basically, the, just to bring you up to speed, the short of it is, is that um, he hates Tom Hiddleston. So he hates Loki and he hates this show. But we uh, thanks to Mr. Brody, we've uh, developed a game where each week we try to figure out one thing that he liked. And you know, we we made a ground rule early on that it couldn't be oh when it's over. It can't just be the you no. know, the end credits that it means that it's over. So, in a little bit, we'll talk we'll talk some more about the episode. But don't worry, because everyone in the audience who's wondering, we will get to play America's favorite new game show. What did Michael X Shirley like? Yes. But uh, <laughs> that'll be coming up soon, but not now. In any case, uh, I wanted to kind of get some of Andy's thoughts about this episode. But first, I was thinking as it was sort of unfolding, it was one of the things that I thought we might get the way that episode four ending. Uh, and I know that it can be a very divisive thing to invoke the show Lost. But in the moment when it was happening, there were things that we were pretty excited about. And this did have that feel of one of those not quite at the end when everybody, well, a lot of people, you know, lost faith in it. But the sort of mid seasons where you're like, wait, what the hell is going on? When you'd be seeing like sort of sideways realities where like you're in the character, but they're, they're cops together. I don't even understand. So I thought that was kind of cool that Loki was popping around and we were seeing these people in their real lives yeah. and not a surprise that uh, Mobius was selling jet skis, but uh, I thought uh, that was fun. But uh, David, that did poke a hole. And my thought was that the last image of the show is going to be, and maybe it still will be, but Mobius riding off on a jet ski. Now we've already seen him on the jet ski, so I don't even know that yeah. I want it. But but, the, the, but not in yeah. the water. We still need to see him in the water right. with the real water splashing in his face. It's a great point. Yeah. We still haven't gotten the full realization. What did you think of this episode in particular, though, Andy? Oh, I actually like this one. Um, for the same reasons you mentioned, I love seeing what... I love seeing actors kind of act differently. Once again... Everybody basically did it except for Owen Wilson when he was the salesman because that's just him. But, you know, the, the woman that was the nurse and uh, and the other characters, I like that part of it. Um, I love it when Loki is uh, jumping around and he's just all contorted with the, you know, the effect that they do. Um, one of my favorite scenes was when he popped into the TVA and he walked in on himself looking at the, the, the manual and he's like, hello. Yeah. 
And then he blinks out and then he blinks in again and he walks in and you don't see him. And you're like, oh, my God, I know exactly what this is. This is the before where he walks in and picks up the manual. And that's what it was. I just thought that was great. Yeah, Um, they definitely did some very cool time bendy sort of things. And I I like that he was far enough away from himself that he didn't go like, oh, that's me. You know, and it was they definitely did some cool reveals. And I'm sorry, what were you going to say, David? Oh, I was I, first of all, I, I thought he was going to say his favorite scene was when he popped back in and he was wacky, waving, inflatable, arm flailing tube man. You know, that was, was like, good. Oh. That, that was, was actually really good. That yeah. was hilarious. That, that was a great, a great moment. But uh, speaking of looking at himself, they haven't addressed when he pruned himself, right? Yes. I didn't miss that last night. They have not no. addressed that yet. So, no, I because guess it was the, similar. The, but the impression that we were given is that by being pruned, you end up sort of at the end of time. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that he sent that Loki, but I don't know because this Loki is time slipping and this Loki is, of course, not the Thor Ragnarok Loki, you know, so there's so yeah. many Lokis in our head. He's not alligator Loki. You know, it's uh, it, it's not easy to keep all of our, our Lokis uh, straight, but, uh, you know, it's it's definitely uh, I don't know. It's definitely fun to kind of watch, uh, you know, just sort of this idea of putting well, the band back together. And yeah. uh, I, I liked uh, Sylvie kind of calling him on it, you know, uh, that it yeah. was like, well, you're just lonely. You know, I thought that right. was interesting. And how about yeah. the fact that Casey's a criminal who escaped from Alcatraz? Yeah, that I was, like that. That, that was, nice. was another one. I was, as soon as he woke up, as soon as they should, I should say, as soon as they showed the dummy face on the cot yeah. in the cell, I was like, Alcatraz? Are you? What are they doing? And then when they yeah. showed it, I was like, "Oh my god!" My daughter, though, who's twenty, is like, "That just went right over." No, nothing. You know, she has no idea. But I thought that was great, and especially when he shows up on the beach right before they try to take off and stuff into the water. Thought yeah. your name was Frank. I'm not Casey. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, in the chat, uh, Ivan Soto says, you guys honestly think Moby on the jet ski was a happy reveal. It was a happy reveal for us, but, uh, Ivan goes on to say Moby's was obviously unhappy in that life just because he had jet skis around him. Doesn't change that. Ivan, I think that's spoken like somebody that's never had the joy of being on a jet ski. I think, I know, uh, it goes, awesome. it, it goes a long way. Uh, but, uh, Daniel pipes in that uh, he was just going to either one branch timeline with all of them, that one branch or each of their own branch timeline. Uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that that's exactly what he was doing. Um, But I thought that the interesting thing was that OB was just like, no, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, the the good setup was that he was a sci-fi author. And I love that move, uh, trying to buy his own book. I love that move. Are you kidding me? She's trying to scan it. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute, I've done that with comics. Uh, I've brought, that. I brought my books into a comic shop and been right. like, I'm just trying to buy this uh, Andy Smith art collection. That's I don't right. Know, just look good. <laughs> I, I did buy something of mine once. Uh, I had a, a Mets CD that was for sale at uh, Shea Stadium at the time. And I went into the store and I bought it because, uh, you know, I wanted to help sales. And also I wanted to, I wanted someone to buy it. So I did it. But there I didn't plant it. I didn't plan it there, but it was there officially, but I still bought my own CD. But it was, yeah, it was actually for, it was actually for sale. See, that's the difference. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was but, close. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, Ivan Soto does chime in. OB being a, a conspiracy theorist makes perfect sense. Yeah, I definitely, yeah. Uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was interesting to kind of watch everything get, sort of put back together convincing everybody it's like well you have to there's this big threat we'll put you back to the moment where we took you from which you know i wouldn't promise that just knowing the way that uh, these things can can really work out but um was uh was anybody's interaction in their branched timeline sort of you know non-tva version was any of them particularly surprising to you i'll ask you first andy um let's see we had a nerd well yeah i mean the escape from alcatraz was probably the most surprising one you know the nurse wasn't really surprising uh uh the sci-fi author and scientist you know not surprising at all that one definitely wasn't you know owen wilson you could kind of guess it um and then you know 
uh, the other Loki. I'm so bad with names. That's why I just refer to him the way I am. We already so, knew she worked at McDonald's. So, um, yeah, no, not really. One of the things that did surprise me, though, was when he finally makes the, the device, the portal through, you know, the big orange rectangle. Yeah. Uh, and Loki was like, well, that was fast. And he said something about 18 months. I guess my only thing was, so so current technology, you could make that. That's kind of cool. <laughs> even though it took him 18 months, it's still yeah, like. Even though, even though it took that, that long for him to yeah. actually make it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad you uh, brought that moment up because uh, it was uh, something that uh, our friend Eric Connor uh, highlighted because OB says, I had to take a break and move out when I lost my job and my wife left me. And yeah. uh, because we're focusing on that moment where OB comes out and he's created the device, that was Eric's guess for the moment in the show that Michael Shirley liked because it's pain and suffering for a character, I guess, uh, you know, Eric didn't give me an explanation. He just uh, sent me the screen grab. And um, did you have something in mind, David, that uh, you specifically thought would have been Michael's moment? Perhaps it's something we haven't talked about yet, but uh, either way, uh, what comes to mind when you think of that? Well, I personally liked the wacky waving moment, but I think that was too jocular for Michael. So I have it narrowed down. Uh, at first, I thought when Loki kept failing to time slip, he loves when Loki fails and Loki kept trying and trying and trying. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I settled on um, Mobius's son burning his own toys uh, and running oh. away with the matches. Honestly, Michael, I. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's a good one. Uh, Nate thought that this moment when Sylvie's in the, the record listening booth with the sort of, you know, that vermicelli effect, uh, that that was uh, Nate's thought. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that uh, I I think that the moment when Sylvie almost dies is when Michael was ready to be excited. You know, the, this vermicelli effect is getting there. And that guy basically saves her so she can open the door. But then the fact that she just walks through the door and then it happens and he's like, oh, all right. Um, I think it's when Loki admits that he doesn't have any friends and he wants. To oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And uh, that's that's the Michael Shirley that I know and love. I think that that's what he's uh, what he's going to say. So. um now I uh, I'm gonna try to share the audio file. I feel like what's gonna end up happening is I'm gonna have to play the message into my microphone, but I'm gonna try and do it a little <laughs> bit more professionally than that to begin with. Uh, as we play, what did Michael Shirley like? Anybody in the chat who wants to play along, even if the message comes up after we get the reveal, uh, go ahead and tell us what you think uh, Michael might have liked. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the old college try. And I'm going to try and uh, play the audio file of it. Um, you guys let me know if you hear it. Uh, we won't hear him right away, uh, but uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of a pause, I think. I have not listened to this. I just made sure that there was actually audio on it, okay? So. Okay, okay did you guys hear him say I liked? No, no, I didn't hear anything. Okay, so it didn't work? All right. <laughs> That's why I'll pivot. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I didn't, I didn't have quite enough time to prepare, but, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, and play it. This is a uh, very low rent, but, uh, you know, I think that's what people come here for. Yeah. I liked when Ouroboros tried to buy his own book in the bookstore. You know, that is a, a moment of pain and suffering. That is a great moment. We referenced that moment. And yeah. that is the proof that I didn't listen to that because, Wait, uh, uh, I, yeah. He doesn't uh, hate OB, though. Damn it. Yeah. Well, no, he hates everything. He hates yeah. the show. So but not as much as he hates Loki. Right. Uh, and uh, Ivan Soto says, this isn't fun at all. Agree to disagree, my friend. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, look, it's a, look, when you have a built-in bit, when you have a poster that goes with it, uh, I think, uh, you know, you just you just keep on going. But uh, it's oh, yeah. quite all right. Um, but uh, sorry that uh, you didn't get to play, Andy. But, uh, you know, okay. I think 
I think isolating moments that uh, people might dislike uh, can definitely be fun. But in general, I I am really enjoying the show. And to David Brody's point, there is the idea that when you see like the runtime on this one was a little bit less than the last few weeks. It was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 47 minutes. And you know, like five of those minutes are like voiceover for the Czech actors and, you know, that stuff at the end. So you're like, all right, it's not really that much. Uh, I figure next week we are going to get a mid or end credit scene. Because I would, I would imagine so. I'd like to yeah. think so. Yeah. And we uh, went round. We did like a round robin, and we talked about this last week. Andy, do you think this story ends with next week's episode, or do you think they're going to try to squeeze one more season in before we get to an actual Kang movie? So, do you think at the end of next week's episode it'll say, "Stay tuned for season three? Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say I'm trying to think of the ratings for all the other stuff compared to this one. You know, yeah. I'll go out on a limb because I think this is one of the better shows that they're doing. So I'll say there will be a season three, partly because I know for the movie they're they're looking, I guess, at 2026. So that's yeah. Yeah. They they got I could see them trying to squeeze another season into well, it. Especially as we'll talk about when we talk about the variety article, there is always the potential for having to uh, pivot and make a little shift on uh, what happens next. So uh, they might need to spin their wheels for another season, but I enjoy the show. Uh, I, I would welcome another season, but boy, they got to pay it off at the end of that. Like I don't, you know, I, the fact that the first season wasn't the end of the story and we got another one, it was okay. Uh, Eventually I'm going to want the end. And uh, where did you oh, come yeah. down on this last week, David? Uh, you felt like it's going to end next week, right? Or am I misremembering that? Uh, I thought it was. I thought it would end only because they filmed it, I believe, when the next Avengers movie was originally slated for twenty four or twenty five. Right. And I, I think now with the pushback uh, of the Avengers movie, maybe they do a one hour Marvel special presentation where they get a little more material in. Um, I would love another season, but because this was written to lead into the movie, I think they wrote it to end into the movie uh, unless yeah, they do I, some kind of s- side story. Like if they if they do uh, a prequel or they show uh, another another timeline or, you know, if, if they go off this story um, to show I think they can get away with some more material. But I don't think you can continue this one because I think they wrote it at a time when they thought it would go right into the movie. Yeah. I think uh Kang dynasty was supposed to start filming uh, early 2024, but that was even before the writer's strike. So I, I, I think right. that, that, you know, the decision for a third season of Loki could even be something that was made more recently. I think uh, that will all come to light. And uh, you know, while I was uh, showing so many images before David, I wanted to make sure you knew that our buddy Eric actually created one of our show posters uh, that features you in it with a very unique Miss Minutes, uh, who oh. apparently also enjoys pain and suffering. Uh, Mr. Minutes. <laughs> Mr. Minutes. That's right. Uh, but in any case, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm really interested to see sort of, you know, it, it, it is an interesting moment because this episode resets us right to the back and the very last mm-hmm. moment of episode four, but you need all this in between. You can't skip it because you have to understand. So we're going to finally see what happens basically right before that. And um, I think it, it'll take us on into the Kang dynasty, but there's a definitely a case to be made that uh, they will want to do more. I think this is the show that universally is the best received even even wandavision was the best received when it started i think by the time it ended it uh it had somewhat uh diminishing uh returns mm-hmm. cam egan has a point since disney is cutting down on content wanting quality over quantity i hope kevin Fe- feige gains more control over the mcu with a heavy influence over the films and shows i think that the recent mcu uh track record which we'll talk about momentarily uh, means uh, less control for Feige, not more. Uh, I think Bob Iger coming back to Disney means less control for Feige, not more. Uh, I believe that, um, what was the guy's name? Chapek, the guy that was in charge and, you know, they ran rampant with uh, the idea that they would have either a superhero movie or a superhero TV series, a Marvel series or TV show at all times. Uh, I think that 
they, you know, I think it's a, it's definitely an about face. It's uh, some of the slowdown, a lot of the content that we thought we would have gotten already in terms of the Disney plus stuff. We, we haven't seen, uh, right. and we'll talk a little bit about that. So let's uh, look ahead to next week. Andy, what do you think we're going to get? Whether we get an end to the story or a uh, C in season three, what do you think are some of the key points as your your brain starts turning now that Loki's able to kind of control his time slips and bring himself to the point he wanted to be in? What do you uh, what do you think is likely to happen? So this one ends with him getting back before the you know explosion, whatever. Yes. Is it before? Is when he gets got back at the end of this episode five, is it before um I'm just gonna call him Kang? Kang went know. out and explode, you know, kind of away. I, or we I don't know. So. Do you do you agree, David? Uh do you think that that's where he is? He's before Kang went out. Yeah. Well, yeah, it looked like they were looking at something. So when he, right. when he pops back, uh he and OB are looking like so. Maybe he warns Victor Timely. Not to go out there. That's what I'm thinking is because you got to pull you got to pull that actor and the character back in, right? So, uh, you know, to to branch off that, I think he will probably stop him. But beyond that, I honestly don't know. I mean, that's the thing with this show is, I just I, I don't know. Uh, some of the other shows I could kind of predict some, but this one, <laughs> man, I don't really know. If if Loki can time jump, yeah, and also- no, 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 it. it, it... Go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, David. I was going to say if he can, if he yeah, can no, time no, I jump think, I, yeah, go ahead, David. and teleport, maybe he can teleport and time jump right to the green button, hit it, and then get out. Like he doesn't have to walk. Yeah. You know, right. he might be able to nightcrawler That's, it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right. I would uh, invoking uh, Kurt Wagner is always uh, a way straight to my heart, but uh, I agree that uh, I would be interested to see that. I mean, if he's able to, you know, pinpoint his jumps basically in, in time space and dimensions, he should go a few feet, you know, beyond where he, uh, he needs to be. So uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it'll be very interesting to see how it unfolds. And uh, Daniel drew, of course, gives the uh, official nightcrawler shout out. Yes. Uh, and um, you know, Andy, I should have asked you this uh, in an email uh, when uh, we, set up you coming on have you had an opportunity to do any uh any artwork that involves loki have you ever uh professionally drawn the character yeah. maybe just drawn him for fun or um i think i drew him at the end of a issue of deadpool i helped out on 20 some years ago late 90s okay. i did uh i did work on the children's book adaptations of uh a few of the Avengers and Thor books, you know, based on the movies that Disney did. So I know Loki was in there because I remember working on them. So yeah, uh, yeah, so not not an extensive work, but you, you definitely drawn them once. Uh, what what do you think is the uh, you know? I mean, I think that the uh, our our normal co-host uh, Michael Shirley, notwithstanding, I think the appeal to Loki the on-screen version really is that quintessential, you know, the, the villain you love to hate and then maybe yeah. hate to love as well. I think when he's done well, you know, I, I always, I always point to there's a, in the, uh, the X-Men as guardian wars uh, crossover event where with art Adams drew going back yeah. 35 years, somewhere in there. Uh, there's a point where, the character Karma, one of the new mutants, has become obese because she was possessed by the Shadow King. And uh, just he ate anything and everything he wanted to while he was inhabiting her. And in that story, she gets lost in the desert and uh, spends weeks, months, you know, getting back to civilization. And in part of that, she's no longer uh, obese and uh, unhealthy and uh, Loki even says to her, it's like, I'm going to reset everything back to the way it was, except you, uh, not even I'm that cruel, you know? So there's the yeah. moment where he's like, I can't do that to her. That's, you know, like right. she fought so hard <laughs> to get out of that desert. So I always think it's interesting with Loki, you know, uh, that yes, of course he's, he is a villain, you know, but he is, but he just has this arc. And I, I think it's kind of hard to go 
it'll be hard to get him back to that villainous type of yeah. uh, mischievous because he is growing and kind of like Ovi said, you know, you're lonely and stuff and you kind of feel for him. Yeah. So if, if they ever do something with him where he goes villainy again, you, it'll just be kind of like, but didn't you learn anything or you did? And you're like, but that's just not me. I can't, yeah. you know? Well, this Loki was the moment where if they wanted to do the re the hard reset to villainous Loki, you had him from the events of Avengers, the first Avengers film. And then that's the one that disappears. And so right. he could have gone right back to being that Loki, but instead he takes an even different journey than the, uh, the Loki that we were accustomed to. Uh, and then something from the comics that's come up a few times, Ivan Soto, God of stories happening for sure. Christian question mark. Daniel Drew says God of stories may be happening, but we don't know what kind of iteration it'll be. It is the interesting thing because obviously the, uh, you know, the intellectual property is 50 some odd years old now, you know, I mean, how much Marvel there is. Uh, and you never really know what they're going to pick and choose. Sometimes they take stuff from the very recent past. Other times they're taking story points from the 60s. So I think sure. there'll be a lot of mixing and matching. And uh, I'm just excited uh, to to see. Uh, well, I, I don't know anything about this, but uh, Craig says, I hear the recent Loki trailer spoiled a lot at the end. Did anyone watch it? I did not. And I'll make sure not to now because... Uh, I avoid late trailers like the plague. Yeah. I think that your best trailers for like finales of shows don't have any footage from the finale. It's more like, Hey, remember all this cool stuff from the right. first, in this case, five episodes. Um, and uh, you know, I think uh, with echo, we'll uh, talk a little bit about that. And uh, I will, I will do what I usually do on this show where I will, uh, I will play the trailer without sound uh, hoping that uh we don't get uh, struck by the uh, the YouTube gods. You run into that on your show. I know you do it on YouTube. You ever unthinkingly play something and just a few seconds of a, of a song or something get in and you get the old uh, YouTube strike? Does that happen to you? Um, I don't, I don't to do me. it as I don't do it as much. I did ho I did host the show with some friends, and um, uh, I can't remember what the what the gist of the show was, but I was running commercials. I think you know, going around the horn, whatever the show was. Oh yeah. In the chat, they're like, you're gone. So like, we just chat for two minutes. They'd be like, you're back. And we're like, okay, we're back. And then I, <laughs> I, I finally just pulled my phone up in front of me with YouTube. So I could see when we were gone. Cause right. it just happened. Cause I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is literally stuff on YouTube that I'm playing. David, do the Brooklyn boys run a tight ship or uh, do you uh, yeah. veer into well, that we, territory? So. We, we work for corporate America. Our podcast ah. is, of course, signed with Premier Radio Networks. And yeah. so we do not play. We, we play If we play any music, we'll play about a second and a half and go, oh, that's all we can play. Oh, you're done. Yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. limit on all you can play. Um, did you say you were going to play the Echo trailer with no sound? Yes. Because... I think that's ironic because Echo's yeah. deaf. So yes. I do it with every trailer, uh, but in this case, I'm uh, being sensitive uh, to the character. Right, but yes, uh, very good. But can anyway, I comment on, on Ivan Soto real quick? Sure, I, I, Ivan's got a lot of things, so I'm not sure which one. You want to tell me uh, which one? The, the last one, the last one. I found it to be not fun at all. Oh, the one that time. I brought up yeah. on the screen. He thought that yes. uh, our, our game wasn't fun. Right, so his question was not fun at all. I'd like a fun, you know, aim higher, Ivan. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I see. I see. That's what you're saying. This is not fun at all. Well, yeah, look, we'll uh, we uh, we've uh, got more show this week. Don't worry. However, I'm just going to let everybody know we'll be back next week to talk about the finale of Loki. And we will look back as a whole. We'll try and uh, maybe supersize that episode a little bit. We'll probably end up going a little bit more than an hour because we'll look at the season as a whole. But really just trying to summarize everything that will have happened in the season, but uh, can't wait to see in all honesty, where that show goes, you know, uh, yeah. how it ends. If it ends to Andy Smith's point, uh, it might not actually, uh, it might not actually end. Uh, but I want to spend a few minutes here on this variety article, which uh, asks the question is Marvel in trouble, which uh, I think is uh, it is a good question. I think it is a, it is an accurate point that you could make that uh, Marvel's in, in some degree of trouble. But even this article mentions 
that you have the tremendous success of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, financially, mm-hmm. critically, it, it, you know, in every way that was a success. So, uh, you know, and there's something to be said when you have established characters and, uh, you know, you have uh, recognizable actors and you have a good story. It all comes together. People want to see that movie. So uh, I think that uh, some of the misfires lately uh, don't quite hit that mark. But uh, I will ask each of you just the blatant question. What kind of trouble is Marvel in right now? I'll ask you first, Andy. Uh, and, you know, they go into a number of things in this article, but we'll just uh, take big picture and, and narrow it down a little bit. No, I mean, you know, I read the article. Of course, they mentioned Jonathan Majors and the legal trouble yep. he's having. And regardless of that, how that shakes out, that's just the recasting. I don't even think that's a huge thing because it's just like, just recast it. You recast yep. it with a good actor. I think 10 minutes into whatever the new thing is with the new actor, as long as he's good, people will be like, ah, whatever, no problem. Terrence you know? Howard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, that, that article they, they, references the fact that they replaced yep. Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle, which I can't believe Michael Shirley is missing this moment because uh, he always throws his hands up. He can't believe they did that to Terrence Howard. Uh, some of us think, well, Don Cheadle's a better actor. You know, it's like it's like when they replaced Alec Baldwin for the next Jack Ryan movie with Harrison Ford. Oh, Nobody right. was like, oh, but bring back Alec Baldwin. It's like, no, Harrison Ford's better. This is great. So, oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, Christian, I wasn't I wasn't referencing Terrence Howard for what they did to him. I was making a joke that they should bring Terrence Howard in. Terrence as Howard there you go. You know what? Everybody. Yeah. Everybody can always come back to the, the sandbox. Uh, finish your thought, though, Andy. Sorry. But no. So so that's not a big deal. And in regards to the movies and stuff, you know, Quantum Mania was OK. I, I wasn't in love with it. I We talked about it. I think that's what yeah. we had you on. Um, it was OK. I think, I think they need to pump the brakes, slow down a bit. Um, I don't know what it is with some of the writing. You know, She-Hulk, I didn't think was that great. Um, and and I by think the way, David Brody, I think to- you also didn't like She-Hulk, right? I mean, I think you weren't. Uh, yeah, I liked, I liked two episodes of it, yeah. maybe three. Uh, but the show was poorly written, goofy. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the fact that they moved episodes around, there was no continuity. The, the beginning episodes were supposed to be middle episodes. And yeah. then there was a, that awful wedding episode and the villain, what was her name with the pink hair? Titania. Titania, Titania yeah. was just off. She was a caricature of a, of a comic book character, which I don't think was right. possible. It was just terrible. Right. Yeah. The right. daredevil stuff was great. The first episode with the Hulk was great. I mean, better. I won't say great. Yeah. The rest of it was a, was a train wreck. It was like a CW show, but a bad one. So to your point though, Andy, uh, the, you know, so it, it's very, it's, re- it's very hit or miss, but mostly miss the last couple of years. Honestly, they, they worked for 10 years to get to end game. And yeah. in ever since end game, not everything has been a letdown, but it, I would say the majority has been honestly after end game. And it just seems like they just got to that point and they didn't think past it. And I mean, I know they did, but it feels like they didn't. It feels yeah. like they were like, this is it. This is the culmination. Oh, we're done. Oh, shit. Now what? Well, you know, I think you get to the point when your lower tier characters, in some cases, marginal characters really catch on. Guardians of the Galaxy w- is a great franchise within this franchise right. and people love it. But when Guardians of the Galaxy works, then you start to think, well, maybe Eternals could work. And even in comics, I never loved me, the Eternals. You know, it no. was just it was no, too I mean, much. I don't really know like- what it was. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, most people are like, who the hell is that? Yeah. Eternals, people are like, what? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. You know? And and the movie yeah, sucked. Eternals, Eternals was just bad. It was boring. Awful. It was slow. It was just, ugh. Yeah. Um, well, and I think they need to focus more on marquee characters, which they still have a lot of. So when they, when they announce like Eternals, and and you know the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel show and stuff like that. You're just like, you realize you have a huge catalog of characters that people actually know, right? Yeah. 
Well, and let's talk about that. Uh, I'm going to pop off uh, for a moment, but uh, I'm going to let uh, you guys talk about this and uh, you'll go first, uh, David, but I'll be right back. Uh, one of the things mentioned in this article is that when they had their big Marvel executives retreat, they talked about, well, what if we brought back all of the original Avengers? So I want each of you to comment on that and I'll be right back. Sure. <clears throat> what do you think about that? Well, I read an article that said, you know, if they fire Jonathan Majors, they need to go out of their way to make sure they get Robert Downey Jr. back. Um, I think I think they're they're waiting for Secret Wars to bring back people, even if it's a different Thor, a different Iron Man from an right. alternate universe, right? Whatever. They may bring in a different Iron Man. I, I think what they did was they did a great job, like you said, leading up to Endgame, where you had the core Avengers who were all stars at that point, and then you 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 killed Iron Man. Spoiler. Uh, Captain yeah. America is as good as dead at the moment being an old man black widow black widow was the least interesting in my opinion as far as she has no powers and they gave her a move they gave her a movie uh okay um you know hawkeye got a show again not powerful but it was fine but thor they gave him a movie that had it wasn't going anywhere it wasn't building towards endgame there was no there was no like it wasn't connected there was nothing like they were like oh this sets up the it set up. The only right. thing it set up was Young Avengers. So did I watch right. a movie simply to just have a, a young girl with a hammer so that we can have Young Avengers? Um, I, and and Multiverse of Madness was a train wreck. They had such an opportunity to to show Mister Fantastic and and they made Wanda into a demon. It did it just not her character. So yeah, I I think they don't need to bring them all back. I think if you somehow found a way to bring Tony Stark, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. But if you're going to wait until the the uh, Secret Wars movie, you're six years away from saving the the multi, you know, the MCU. So right. I, I think they got to fix something now or have a Captain America movie that takes place in 1946. You know, when he went back in time and show him post Nazis what he did. But I, I, they got to do something because right now you've got Thor's sidekick on a TV show. Uh, Ant-Man, the least powerful Avenger next to Hawkeye and you know, Black Widow, doesn't really do much. You showed that graphic. Everyone in that graphic that you showed from that article is like, meh. I think right. Colossus is in there. There's, there's no excitement behind the characters in that graphic. Right. You She-Hulk is a, is a sidekick of Hulk, right? She's not even the Hulk. You got right. Captain America, but he's not the Captain America. He's Falcon with a shield. So right. you don't really have the main and Ms. Marvel was a cute show, but uh, you know, come on, who's running to the theater to see Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel. And I don't know who's running to the theater to see Captain Marvel or photon or whatever they're calling her. So well, yeah, they're in trouble um, because you know, I'll be, I'll, I'll be there next week. I'm very excited. I, I will too. I mean, who's running that isn't a Marvel <laughs> right geek, right? I see what we're you're doing. Mean. A, yeah, absolutely. We're doing a podcast, but there's no, well, there's here's, no, hot here's, guy. A great, here's a great example of that. We're, you know, touch you on next week. So we got our tickets yesterday for uh, the Marvels next week, right? We're seeing it in uh, real 3D. Now it is at four in the afternoon. So this could have something to do with it. But when we got the tickets, there was only two seats taken so far. Yeah. So now there's five because it's my daughter, Dennis and I going and those other two people. For a Marvel movie a week out, are you kidding me? So yeah. No, they're, they're using, like, they're it, using it, it, secondary characters. And that kind of goes back to what I said before, which is, but you still have a lot of core characters out there that you could use, not the sidekicks being brought no, up. And, and in a lot of the cases, they were getting ready to sort of roll over to new versions of the characters. I mean, the Hawkeye series was to set up Kate Bishop Hawkeye, a concept right. that worked in the comic books. And, you know, look, they were they were very smart because uh, they waited for the uh, actress they wanted to become available. And, uh, you know, she like they had to wait an extra year to do that show. And they're like, that's all right. That's who we want to be that because that's somebody we can put in the movies. Uh, And I, I think that the idea that you're replacing so many of them, though, I mean, you know, Riri Williams is going to basically be Iron Man, you know, and I mean, you've done right. these things in comics, but you still had Tony Stark in the comics. It's very easy to have them in the comics or come back without having to, you know, the idea put forth in this Variety article is that if you get Robert Downey Jr. back, the, you know, for Iron Man 3, he got $25 million. So uh, he doesn't 
at least he says he doesn't want to come back. So you're going to have to give him more, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, right. a lot more. <laughs> so, uh, but I think, uh, I think that, uh, they do need to manage their expectations. They've already, they haven't gone full stop on everything, but they definitely pumped the brakes on a lot of stuff. And look, the, uh, the WGA and SAG after strike has definitely given them an opportunity to slow down again, like the pandemic did and realize, you know, in the case of the daredevil show, I mean, they basically scrapped everybody, you know, they're bringing yeah, in showrunners. They fired, they fired everyone yeah. I heard. You know, writing-wise, yeah. creative-wise, not the actors and stuff. But No, exactly. So I, I think that uh, there is a problem, but uh, Andy, you said it. I mean, the if Jonathan Majors is the problem, I mean, this is a this is a being of, you know, infinite power and multiple, multiple timelines. It's very easy to have him look different, you know? You can have him be oh, yeah. the same person. You could have him look like somebody else entirely, you know? Uh, maybe Terrence Howard is the solution, David, whoever it is though, you bring somebody in and then it's like, Oh yeah, that guy, that other guy used to be in it, but you know why he wouldn't be in there. You know, like when an actor passes away and you have to recast it, it's, it happens, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, where they go. I think that they're trying to have a realistic outlook on the Marvels, the, article references and articles always reference when a movie has reshoots uh you know every movie has reshoots you know right. and a lot of times the reshoots make the movie better they they don't usually you know make a total disaster into a partial disaster a lot of times it's like oh that didn't make sense oh let's change the story you know this will work better you know there's a lot of reasons to do reshoots so uh i'm looking forward to uh talking uh, about that movie after we see it which, uh, you know, next Friday will be a very busy day uh, here for this show on Geekscape because we'll be wrapping up uh, all of season two of Loki. And then that night we'll have uh, our special uh, first reaction uh, to the Marvels like we always try to do. But before we go, I do want to take a moment to talk about the fact that we're getting echo uh interestingly and you know this was something that ivan soto commented on in the chat that it's uh tvma but it's you know i mean those uh the netflix shows i believe were tvma it's a little yeah. bit of a grittier part of the mcu it's gonna have a wilson fisk the kingpin in it so i think that uh you know that's really what it is and i think it's okay to tell those stories you know i'm just uh, i'm just not gonna show it to my kids you know it's fine so uh, I don't know. And the trailer did uh, release today and uh, uh, the, it'll be in January that we're going to get this. And, you know, we got to meet the character of Echo. Obviously, she exists in the comics, but uh, for our audio audience, we're getting to see the white suited kingpin of crime, Wilson Fisk, throwing people around in an alley. It's pretty much exactly what we want. It's also exactly why it's TVMA. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I was ever, you know, super like excited for this show, but I was intrigued by it because it's a character that I don't know. I think, you know, she's fairly, a, a fairly interesting character. Uh, it will premiere January 10th simultaneously on Disney plus and Hulu. And then there's five episodes of echo and they will all be there at once. And I'm not going to lie. That is the biggest indication that uh, they don't have a lot of uh, faith or expectations. In this. I was going to say they're dumping all five at once so you can binge yeah. it. That really, yeah. I really think that shows they don't have a lot of faith yeah. in, in this because they would yeah. want people to hold out every week. Well, the whole streaming subscription model is built on the fact of uh, keeping people subscribed as long as possible. So all yeah. of these shows, whether it's Marvel, Star Wars, or, you know, on other streamers, the other shows, but for Disney Plus in particular, it's like, yeah, we're going to stretch it out over as many weeks as possible to keep you subscribed. But, yeah. uh, you know, look, I'm interested in this. I, I mean, I love Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin. Yeah. That was one of the best things that came out of the Netflix shows. Uh, that and John Bernthal as the Punisher, you know, both from Daredevil. Charlie Cox is Daredevil, also great. So, uh, I, you know, I'm very intrigued to see what this is going to be, uh, what the show is. 
Uh, Andy, what's your familiarity with the Echo character, and what are your thoughts as uh, as we get closer to this show actually coming out? Um, familiarity goes to just the TV show. Sure, that she was in. That's the first time I heard of her. Um, same, same for I me. By the way, yeah, I, I didn't mind her when they yeah. said they were doing a show. I was really, you know, I was really surprised. I'm like. So you're taking another character that nobody's really ever heard of and you're going to pump money into a show when, once again, you could take a character people have heard of. Now, I knew nothing about it. So, like, the whole Kingpin, I had no idea he was in it. Yeah. Now I'm actually pumped to see it because, like you, I think Vincent D'Onofrio just owns that character and is just physically the way they have him, you know, the white suit, his build, everything. He's He's perfect. So now I actually want to watch it. So they've got me just because of the kingpin being in it. Right. And and I think that they know that that's what the best asset is for that, you know. And yeah. I thought the I believe the actress's name is Alakwa Cox. Uh she is also a deaf actress which I think uh I think will bring some, you know, genuine portrayal mm-hmm. to the character and uh you know finding out more about her. I, I was definitely intrigued by her uh, and seeing Wilson Fisk in the white suit in this is uh, definitely something that lets oh, me yeah. get excited about it because he was like wearing a Hawaiian shirt in uh, in Haw- Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on this uh, series that'll be premiering on January 10th, David? Well, uh, much like Andy, I had never heard of Echo before. Uh, okay. Granted, I stopped collecting comics at some point in my life, so maybe she became a thing after I stopped, uh, but yeah. I-, I didn't care about her. I didn't think she was that great in Hawkeye. Uh, I'm excited because of Kingpin and because of Daredevil, who, by the way, did fly by in that trailer uh, for a split second. Yeah, he was on his back being thrown. Uh, And it's 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 obviously a direct continuation of Hawkeye because uh, Wilson Fisk has the shot out eyeball like he did Mm -hmm. in the comics. Um, And so uh, here's what I'm thinking, though. If you've got Wilson Fisk as Kingpin, which is a home run, right? And you've got Daredevil, which is a home run. And you still yeah. drop all five episodes at the same time. This is a tra- this thing's a train wreck. If yeah. if those two can't save it, right? So, well, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward what, maybe in one episode. I mean, is he supposed to be more than one? I probably probably, probably get- not. I mean, now that no. I know there's only five, I can't imagine he's in more yeah. than one. You know, maybe yeah. he's got a cameo, and then the next one he's in yeah. like a, a bunch of it. That's you know, I, I I imagine they're gonna they get a little teaser. And then he'll be in an episode, but they're going to focus on Echo, which, okay, great. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's well, just another, uh, it's, it's, it's like, uh, you know, real quick, it's like Moon Knight. I thought they totally dropped the ball on Moon Knight. So, anyhow, uh, that's it. No, Moon, Moon Knight was, listen, I love Moon Knight when he was three people, but he so pretended to be, when he pretended to be Jake Lockley and Mark Spector. And, and then they changed his character. And then this thing was all over the map. They made him British. And then you, I mean, it was a it was a, an acting tour de force, but that's not why I tune into a Marvel show. I want right. to see action. I want to see Moon yeah. Knight on a rooftop beating up bad guys in an alleyway. I want to see him as close to Batman like he used to be. That's yep. what I want to see. I don't I don't care about the you know the Conchu and the it was all interesting, but that, uh, move on. That's that's yeah. not yeah. what most people expect. Right. Yeah, there there was a there was a, a mix because like every episode of Moon Knight had stuff that I liked, had great sequences. But in general, uh, I agree. I, I do think you're right, though. Oscar Isaac was phenomenal in it, playing yeah. the, the different characters and all that. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was definitely a a bit of a misfire, as it were. Uh, he was but, barely uh, Moon Knight. We, yeah, we can uh, be optimistic and hopeful for Echo. We'll see what it is that we get from it. But of course, sooner than that. We will see what we're getting out of the season two finale of Loki, which, as I mentioned, we will be covering right here on Geekscape next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And don't forget, we will also have our first of several Marvel's reaction shows next Friday at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern uh, as well. So uh, you'll get both of those. But if you want to keep in touch with uh andy and david andy tell people where they can do that oh andy smith art for twitter instagram pretty much facebook youtube andy smith comic book artist and uh andysmithart.com if you want to see uh the comic book work that i do and uh the creator own stuff i do now so and david brody where can people well, find you and the brooklyn boys podcast 
Well, if you don't mind me just interjecting for a moment, I Googled Andy while we were doing the podcast. I looked down. Andy's got quite the comic book resume, my friend. Yeah. Uh, very impressive. Uh, so there you go. Also, if I could correct myself, when you had the graphic of the um, artwork of the magazine, it was very small, and I and it went by quickly, and I made a comment that Colossus was there, but I, I had looked at the arm only. It's Winter Soldier, so right. uh, hold, yeah, yeah. hold your angry tweets, everybody. Yeah, we'll get we'll we'll get we'll get to Colossus. Don't worry. Uh, okay, yeah, absolutely. So-, so you could find a Brooklyn Boys podcast. Uh, it's a uh, two man show. My partner and I uh, talk about uh, stupid shit. We try to make it funny uh, <laughs> on on every platform imaginable for your podcasts. And you can find me on social media at David Brody B R O D Y. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Don't forget to subscribe right here to Geekscape to see that uh, we uh, I do have to run because over on my other channel, the Black Cast. This second, we're about to start a show uh, reviewing the new Scorsese film, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Our show will be shorter than the movie. Don't worry. <laughs> we will not have a three-hour, 26-minute runtime. I'll be joined by Vinny Paulino, Liam McEnany, and my buddy Bill Narducci. So please find us right over there right now on the Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. But that is all the time we have for now. As the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! Excelsior. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.